The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia for this Monday, January 30th in Hong Kong, Sunday, January 29th in New York. And coming up this hour... Indian billionaire Guatama Dani tries to calm investors with a rebuttal to allegations of fraud. Chinese equities are likely to enter a bull market today after a week-long break. China's central bank extends cheaper lending to the green sector. A U.S. general warns the U.S. and China could soon be fighting a war. Get ready for those debt ceiling talks. And mining giant Rio Tinto loses a highly radioactive capsule. I'm Denise Pellegrini with Global News. Novak Djokovic makes history with yet another Australian Open title. I'm Dan Schwartzman. I'll have that story and more coming up in Bloomberg Sports. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. On Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. Good morning. I'm Doug Krisner. And I'm Brian Curtis. Here are the stories we're following today. Well, let's take a look at these top stories, and Bloomberg's Michael McKee has a preview on what to expect this week. It's a big week for markets, although the news that may have the biggest impact on markets won't come until Friday. Wednesday's Fed meeting will dominate the headlines early. That, although a quarter percentage point increase in the nation's benchmark borrowing rate is pretty much baked in, it would take a surprise to really move markets. Friday is jobs day, however, and that data will do a lot to inform how investors think about the Fed's next move. So far, the central bank has raised rates by 4.5% this year, but unemployment is unchanged. Does hiring slow and job loss accelerate? And most important, do average hourly wage gains slow? Those will be key data points for Fed officials considering any additional policy change. Michael McKee, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Well, the Adani Group is trying to calm jittery markets and maybe worried investors alike ahead of that $2.5 billion share sale in the week ahead. We have more from Bloomberg's Susanna Palmer. Gautam Adani, India's richest man, published a 413-page rebuttal of allegations of fraud by short-seller Hindenburg Research. Adani calls the accusations by Hindenburg nothing short of a calculated securities fraud under applicable law. Adani Group says it will exercise its rights to pursue remedies to safeguard stakeholders. Hindenburg had published a 100-page report on the eve of Adani's share sale opening, alleging that its two-year investigation found, quote, brazen stock manipulation and accounting fraud. It also called out Adani's substantial debt. Susanna Palmer, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. So a big week this week, but a big day today. Chinese equities coming back and likely to enter a bull market today when the exchanges reopen after a week-long break. Let's get the story from Bloomberg's David Inglis here in Hong Kong. 
The CSI 300 is tipped to extend its 19% rise from October. Travel and box office data are sending a sign that the consumer is back. Hotels, restaurants, and travel companies are all expected to shine. China State Council said on Saturday the nation needs to accelerate consumption. Policymakers want consumers to be the new driving force of the economy. Now, in the past, previous rallies were always stopped short by COVID lockdowns. But that's out of the picture, at least for now. And as a result, investors like Morgan Stanley think there's a lot more room to run. In Hong Kong, David Inglis. Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. China's central bank will extend monetary policy tools for green technologies and the logistics sector. That story from Bloomberg's Annabelle Drullers. The funding tools were first adopted in November 2021 and will remain in place until the end of 2024. Those banks lending to companies working to reduce carbon emissions will have access to cheap funding. The PBOC also said it will allow some local and foreign financial institutions to join the project. The aim is to deepen global cooperation in green finance. Meanwhile, the relending project for the logistics sector will remain until the end of June. Smaller logistics and storage companies will also be added. In Hong Kong, I'm Annabelle Drawlers, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Well, coming up in a few moments, we'll be chatting with David Kotak, CIO and chairman of Cumberland Advisors. And Doug, one of the questions I'll put to him, and this is sort of interesting because we saw after Microsoft's earnings that investors treated the company pretty lightly. It fared reasonably well. And it seems that Bloomberg came out and codified how this has been a reaction overall, that the market is rewarding companies that beat expectations, but it's also limiting the punishment doled out to those that fall short. And it seems to be a message, which we mentioned at the time, that a lot of the bad news is is already baked in. Perhaps, but consider the chip makers. There was a story on the Bloomberg Terminal about uh, declining memory chip prices. Now, I know that AMD doesn't really play heavily in that space. That belongs more, let's say, to Micron Technology or even South Korea's SK Hynix. Nonetheless, we're going to hear from AMD this week, along with Qualcomm. And where the chip uh, companies are concerned, Brian, I think guidance is going to be critical. And isn't it interesting that AMD's market cap now, I think, has passed Intel, uh, which is really astonishing. Uh, I wanted to make a very short comment on the Hindenburg Adani story that uh, we talked about uh, moments ago. Um, what we wonder, uh, you know, as R. Shuley Wren and others pointed out, Hindenburg is pretty well respected on the street. It, it was a firm that worked with Harry Markopoulos, the analyst that uncovered the Bernie Madoff uh, Ponzi scheme. And you wonder whether or not this whole story story is setting back investing overall into all of EM. Mm, well, look at what Bill Ackman had to say. I mean, he's doubling down on his criticism, right? He said there's simply too much liability or potential liability that the banks have right now that are involved in this share sale, which may happen this week. We don't know. Over the weekend, I think it was on Saturday that Reuters was reporting that some of the bankers involved in this sale were considering either delays or maybe even price cuts. Yeah, and now tit for tat uh, with <laughs> with that story about uh, Hindenburg and uh, Adani's group. Well, the time now, eight minutes past the hour. It's time for global news. A U.S. general said that the U.S. and China could soon be at war. And here come those debt ceiling talks. Let's get to Denise Pellegrini in the Bloomberg Newsroom. Denise. Yeah, Brian, we could see some tit-for-tat on those debt ceiling talks, but right now we are seeing some possible movement on the debt limit. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy saying he's looking forward to talking with President Biden about it on Wednesday. 
I want to sit down together, work out an agreement that we can move forward to put us on a path to balance at the same time, not put any any of our debt in jeopardy at the same time. And McCarthy also telling CBS Face the Nation he is not asking for cuts to Social Security or Medicare. He does say, though, Republicans do want to strengthen those programs. So we'll see what happens there. Democrats and Republicans could argue about the debt ceiling for months. Iran is warning of escalating tension in the Persian Gulf, says a drone attack caused a heavy explosion at a defense ministry ammunition depot in central Iran. No official word on who is behind this attack. Haaretz, though, is blaming Israel. Former Defense Secretary and former head of the CIA, Robert Gates, says support for Ukraine is holding up, but he does say Vladimir Putin will not back down. If you had said a year ago, that Europe will go from more than 40% dependency on Russia for oil and gas, and they're now, less than a year later, zero to 15% dependent. That's extraordinary. Now, he's speaking there on NBC's Meet the Press. A U.S. general says China and the U.S. could be at war within two years. General Mike Minahan, the one making this comment, he told his officers to prepare, according to NBC, for that. And he says he has a gut feeling that the presidential elections in the U.S. and Taiwan in 2024 will create what he calls an opportunity for China to move in. He says by 2025, he has a feeling they could be at war. China giving visas to Japanese nationals wanting to visit again. That's as it lifts more COVID restrictions. We'll see if China does the same, though, with South Korea soon. One senator not ruling out a federal investigation of the Memphis Police Department after five of the department's officers were charged with murder in connection to the beating death of Tyree Nichols. Illinois Democrat Dick Durbin. I would not rule that out. And Durbin on ABC's This Week acknowledged the issue of police brutality wasn't isolated but occurs all over the country. U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Tennessee does say that a civil rights investigation into Nichols' death will occur, but not of the entire department. And Rio Tinto says it has lost a highly radioactive capsule in the Western Australian desert. This is the mining giant. It says the package that this thing was in was found broken apart at the radiation storage facility and empty. Without this radioactive device, exposure could cause radiation sickness or burns. Rio Tinto is apologizing to the public for alarm this is causing in the area. Global News 24 hours a day on Air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. In the newsroom, I'm Denise Pellegrini. This is Bloomberg. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. 
Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. I'm Brian Curtis, along with Rashad Salamat here in the studio with me. And we are joined by David Kotak, CIO and chairman of Cumberland Advisors, to make some sense of what we see in the markets. David, is this the week? It's such a big week. Is this the week that sort of upsets the apple cart uh, with the recent equity rallies? We're going to find that out. This is, as you just described and reported, uh with Doug and Mike McKee, this is a huge week. Um, expectations about the Fed are pretty clear. It looks like it's a quarter point. That's not where the questions are. I'm a I'm a little a little cautious because of that attack by drones in Iran, and to me, that is a new version. We have to see if the oil price reacts. Um, I was looking at it just now. It looks like it's a few pennies firming up, no immediate reaction. But I don't see that as a one-off event. And the markets have no pricing of geopolitical risk or a Middle East shock in them. So that could be a new item in the list well, that could be something which ups the stakes, uh, absolutely, David. But, you know, we got on the other side one thing which could really upend it would be a face-saving uh, peace, if you like, or a ceasefire uh, in Ukraine. But I want to get to the other part of the question that I wanted uh, to, to, to really ask you here, which is that with 25 basis points as a hike coming up, if we get that, how much will the language have to change in order to a support it and b to reassure people and uh, b ultimately you've got to also ask yourself then they've got to be very careful what they say oh i agree rich they have to be very careful if if they indicate that the rate increases and the pressure on inflation is over the market will say they've accepted something higher than 2% and do a, that will be a game changer. So my suspicion is or expectation is the language will remain firm. Now, the rate of increases is still an increasing trajectory of central bank policy. And that's not just in the United States. That's going to be everywhere. We mentioned that the stock market has been uh, kind of, uh, um, you know, avoiding punishing companies that miss. And we cited Microsoft as, as one example. Bloomberg did a study of this and said that companies that fell short underperformed the broader market by just 1.7%. And that was the least negative reaction in the last eight quarters of earnings. Uh, does it tell you something? Does it tell you that the market thinks that either times are getting better or companies are making the right adjustments? Or maybe that the bad news is already in. Well, uh, Brian, I saw the I saw the study. It was a great study by Bloomberg, and I think you, you characterize it in the in the positive sentiment. Well, the the markets are the stock markets are saying no hard recession, inflation peaking, central banking. P tightening policies are coming to a pause 
and it's a Goldilocks scenario. Maybe we'll get it. But in our shop, in my portfolios and the portfolios that we manage, we still have a cash reserve and we are still wary of geopolitical risks. So we are very much overweighted the defense sector and the aerospace sector. We don't think you have just a benign, everything works out wonderfully outcome after this shock. Now, we'll be right or wrong. We'll know that probably six months or a year from now. Like most things, actually, ultimately, David. But so there is a almost a, a sense of people being sanguine uh, about geopolitics and that's something which has crept in probably in the last couple of decades because anything before uses really have a market impact when it came to geopolitical changes etc uh, uh, etc et why do you think that happened well uh, low interest rates for a persistent period of time created asset inflations uh, asset price increases everyone thought how smart they were because whatever they touched improved. Meanwhile, the world didn't become less dangerous, it became more dangerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have we go through cycles, Rish, and this is one of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, if you're, if you study history, and I've done that for a while and continue to do so, when you get too sanguine and things are too easy and the scenario is too Goldilocks. Then you got to hold back. You, yeah. You said you, you did. And it, you, you said you've got a lot of cash on the on the balance sheet. Would you deploy that to China now? I'm, I'm trying to quickly get to this because it's such a big story for us today in Asia, the China reopen. Uh, uh, does it look like this rally has more room to run? It sure looks like it, yes. Uh, Deploying into China is something we are doing and have done and continue to be optimistic about China reopening. I think there's a bunch of others. I don't see the trade as too crowded yet because China suffered, uh, Asian markets suffered. So it's not just China. How about Korea? How about Vietnam in a frontier market or an emerging market? A resurgence in Asian market could have real legs for an extended run now. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines.
Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.